citizens of the verse today is august i know i cannot believe i'm saying it august 3rd 2951 and welcome to another episode of readcast <clears throat> we are a weekly star citizen podcast sponsored by the read organization as always i'm your host way too geeky and i'm joined by my co-hosts first um we have the olympian himself Chekhov. say hello Chekhov. hello yes uh the uh I'm a very, very much into the Olympics this year, so, <laughs> and and I am. I did give it up to be here with you, my uh, our loyal audience and uh, my uh, partners in crime. <laughs> We're so lucky, and then of course we we also have Hurston's most wanted over here, Seagard Olsen. That's right, live from prison. <laughs> You're not in prison today. Yeah, speaking of uh, which, I still have that. Uh, crime stat but on Hurston only still don't know how actually I'm gonna go specific you should look at the have you looked at the law terminals or whatever I am going to actually I'll report this in for science section I'm gonna go I'm in game so I'm Mm -hmm. I'm gonna head over to Hurston and see if they still tag me with a crime stat one I am also in game but not in the PU um so uh what have you guys been up to this past week in the verse? Uh, Seaguard, what have you been doing? I, you know, I have not. I've, I've been in the verse like twice, I think, for probably no more than an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, I basically went in and took all my items off of my ships, which wasn't a lot. I don't have a lot of modifications on my ships. Mm-hmm. I made sure all my ships were kind of back to stock. Um, and then I cashed in uh, one mining trip I had out there maybe. You know, probably forty thousand dollars, forty thousand credits extra. So, uh, relatively low on cash. I'm at about two hundred thousand right now. Mm. Oh, okay. I did. Oh, a... I did buy a Mustang Gamma though. Oh, nice. It's one, it's one of my favorite ships. So. Cool. What about you, Chekhov? Uh, not much at all. I mean, this is probably. I would say this is my first time back in since the podcast. So really. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. I played over the weekend a little bit, and I was in PTU, um, and Hamar, and, um, um, uh, oh, my goodness, I'm, like, forgetting who I was playing with, and Jandol and I were playing um, the Xenothreat mission. Oh, okay. I didn't know there yeah. was one. Oh, that's PTU, right, okay. Yeah, they're re and they're redoing it for this patch. To they added some more stuff. I didn't notice the like really, really notice the difference because I couldn't play that long. But you know, it was fun still. Um, cool. So last week we had some activity. You know, first of all, Inside Star Citizen is back. Thank goodness. Um, so it gives us something to talk about. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And last week's episode. The first section was all about uh, loot generation, which is all about providing, you know, actual things to explore and find. Uh, you know, we've heard a little bit about the loot system before, how it's procedurally generated, uh, and there'll be a lot of different factors that dictate what loot shows up, including, you know, mission types, location, and things like how rich the location is, and and or how poor. So that means, you know. it'll tie into quantum um, pretty extensively. And then um, the second part of the episode was a VFX-oriented sprint report, and they showed off uh, thruster effect changes again where it was dusting up and scattering based on the orientation of the thruster and the wind. Um, They're going to be modeling those effects over water as well as other surfaces. We also saw a new way to distribute... Um, the cherry blossoms that, that you're going to be seeing in, in Orison mm-hmm. um, as you walk over them, uh, which won't be in this patch, but will eventually make its way in, as well as sort of uh, the way leaves are blowing in-game, which did make it into the patch, which is kind of cool. Um, we also got um, a look at how they're changing weapon impacts on ships, and I never noticed it until... They called it out, but apparently when you're in a ship and you're moving and a weapon's impacting it, the impact follows the ship instead of trailing off. Um, so now they're going to be trailing off and going into 
you know, if it's if you're in a gravity well, it'll fall instead of spark up. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some demos of exploding space stations for theaters of war. Uh, a new look at um, lightning, which looked a lot better. It also was a lot less costly when it comes to, you know, computationally, that is. Uh, and then last but not least, we got a look at the start of an electrical fire and how it distributed over time on a ship. Um, yeah, so, that was very cool. Yeah, it was a good sprint report. What did, what did you think, Seaguard? I actually, um, I, I thought it was a very good one. Um, mm. Good start. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought I like the way that it. Um, I like the way the fire propagated. I mean, especially when they did that little thing, you know, twenty minutes later, whatever. Yeah, it was spread across the room. Uh, I thought that was cool, and I really liked the way the uh, the electrical fire was dripping down from the ceiling onto the floor. I thought that was really really cool, and even how the fire kind of went from up the wall inside the, the wall. And then yeah. comes out the ceiling. So I, I really like that. Um, I think I, I want to be able to, you know, I truly want to see the day when we're sitting there and um, and we're, you know, firefighting our, a fire on our ship, you know, trying to save our oxygen or something, right? I mean, yeah, great. We're venting a space to get rid of the fire. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What about you, Chekhov? You you said it was cool. Um, any any other comments? Well, yeah, I found the fires really that that one. I, I agree. I'm also looking forward to that one. It really propagates, and uh, you really gotta fight it. But just the the effects are amazing. I mean, the way they're doing it, as always, they're taking their time and really getting it right. Um, yeah. One thing that I I don't know if you caught that uh, about the, the the leaves and the tech that they're using. That they will mm-hmm. also deploy it on ships. I didn't quite understand. Do you remember them saying that? I didn't quite. They didn't what, say. What they I think they were hinting at something else. Yeah, that I could. Kind of... That could happen on a ship. Like maybe, maybe it has something to do with like if a water main breaks or something. Yeah, with the leaves, or 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 maybe. Well, they said uh, the know, tech that's used for the leaves are going to be used for other right, things. Right. right. So it could be right either snow uh, falling, water, or or maybe even parts falling off if you trip over them or you uh, hit yeah. them too hard. I don't know. I mean, or what about um, maybe about um, maybe even something like either spills and or um, what if they're talking about uh, this is a random one, but. You never know. Maybe what if they're talking about holograms, walking through a hologram and it dispersing? I yeah, think well, it could be a number. A little of bit. Things. I doubt it, though. They're not well, that. Well, like, yeah, like effects. <clears throat> like I don't know, flying yeah. through, uh, you know, acid rain. Oh, and getting that's damaged right. in the ship. You know? They didn't say it happened. Did they specifically say it was on board a ship, or is it going to be via a ship? Because if yeah. you're going through gas clouds, for instance. Yeah, exactly. To me, it almost sounded like it's going to affect the hull of the ship. That's kind mm. of how I perceived it. But again, okay. it's all guesswork. I yeah. thought it was cool myself. I the With the fire propagation, what I thought was cool about it was actually the, um, the way the different surfaces caught fire at different speeds. So like when it was catching on the ceiling, it was taking a lot longer to actually... Um, you know, really impact the ceiling, um, which I thought was really, really awesome. Um, and then obviously it's it's really cool to see some of the VFX that were uh, shown off as well. I think um, when it comes to Star Citizen Live, um, it fall, fell into one of the sort of game devs and i also thought this was an odd choice it was the cinematic marketing team which which isn't bad like they essentially do the cinematics for ships and things and apparent and what i thought was interesting about it was they showed how that they they essentially build the cinematics in engine versus um you know actually creating something separate nowadays what i thought was weird is that the the video that they showed us was them essentially recreating the Mercury Star Runner video, which is a year old, which I thought was 
really unusual. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I thought what, about that. But that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Seagard? Did you like the yeah. episode? Was it a snooze fest? Was it somewhere in the middle for you? It was. A, it was somewhere in the middle for me. I mean, um, I watched it in two parts. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more distracted by three point one four than than anything else. But uh, I did feel like they were trying to shift. Um, shift out their focus out a little bit as opposed to right on 314 or 315 mm. 3.15 looking like they were just trying to shift farther and that was the impression I got yeah I mean it could very well be uh, I mean but who knows we don't know when some some of these features could come sooner than we anticipate too um what about you Chekhov yeah more of a believe it or not I kind of started you know, listening to it. Well, because like, I listened to them in the car. And then mm-hmm. I kind of became a snooze fest. I had to shut it off because I was driving. Yeah. I would have fallen asleep. So. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't my favorite for sure. I I, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but I think part of it's because they just, I, I don't understand why they decided to do that specific video and not something that maybe they could have teased a different thing coming out or something. Um, but I get it. You know, I don't know. Or, or there's just Taurus. Yeah. To me, there's so much to talk about because 314 is about to come out with so many changes. Like mm-hmm. I would be expecting, I mean, it, like, you know, I like all these like uh, much deeper IT ish kind of things, you know, when they get yeah. really into the nitty gritty, and there's plenty. I, I wish they would expand on the whole new, you know, combat model and and all that. Is that there's, there's really a lot to understand and learn there. I mean, that yeah. that would be really fascinating for me. It's definitely a lot to to get used to. Um, now, this week looks like it's going to be more interesting, in my opinion, just already based on what it what it's going to be. Um, Thursday, we will get an ISC, and it's going to be a look uh, behind the scenes of uh, game production with the U.S. vehicle content team. So they may be showing off a new ship. Who knows? They sort of teased mm-hmm. a little bit of something that definitely looked origin, and maybe it's that 400i we've been thinking is coming ages and ages ago. And then another sprint report, which, I mean, I think I have yet to have, there's maybe one sprint report ever that I was like, well, that was for a sprint report. That was kind of lame. And then they mention it's almost like a teaser. They said it must be the road to citizen con. Um, <clears throat> so interesting. I wonder if the sprint report is going to show off some stuff that might be shown off at citizen con. Um, for some reason I'm losing my voice, which is really weird because <clears throat> I've been fine all day. Um, but then on Friday, uh, we're actually going to get a star citizen live. This one I think could be really interesting. It's going to be, uh, Rob, it's Rob Reiniger, Chad McKinney and Ben Dorsey with the USPU features team to discuss a lot of different aspects of the game. And actually I forgot to put some of the topics that they had. Let me just pull them up really quick. Um, some of the topics that they could cover are. Sorry. Um, things about Nine Tails Lockdown, uh, cargo refactor. So that should be interesting. So anything including physicalized grids. Uh, tractor beams, loading and unloading, looking ahead to persistent hangars. They did want to say um, something they said selling, so loot and being able to sell loot and how are you going to unload it. Um, persistent hangars, so um, ships spawning in the same place you docked it, localized inventory. It does state here not player owned. That's a different mm-hmm. feature. As well as ASOP terminals and how they relate to persistent hangars. Shopping as it's related to localized inventory and persistent hangers, procedural character generation, so controlling the quantity and types of NPCs within a given location's population, uh, reputation, its current implementation, UI, and experience, and then the asset manager 
which is mm-hmm. the manage various inventories. So that's that's some of the stuff that we can talk about this week. That should be one of those episodes check off that I think you'll be very pleased with. And we'll yeah. have a ton of stuff to talk about next week. <clears throat> that sounds interesting. The asset management alone, I mean, you know, that I am super excited about. I want to be able, I want to have a reason to take off my, my, my heavy yeah. cold weather gear and get into something lighter for the ship and have to go down and get it out of a wall locker because it's the only way I can store it all. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. I also think what's going to be cool about it that I was, or the interesting part of the episode that I'm looking forward to is the whole conversation around um, <clears throat> what the, uh, like how it's going to function actually putting the, um, you know, like how do you get things from point A to point B? Like if you're shopping, are you going to have to actually sit there and pile it up in your hands? Or is it like you're, you're having a courier deliver it to your ship? And is that going to be like location missions that you can, that end up spawning based on um, what you do? So it should be exciting to hear that. And, you know, it seems like it'll just be an action-packed week all around. Um, I have to say, I don't know why I'm uh, uh, commenting on this right now. Well, I know why I'm commenting on it, but I'm in-game in the PTU. Mm. And I'm at I'm at Orison, but I'm at the, um, <clears throat> the what is it called? The, oh, I can't remember the name of it. The actual construction platform on Orison. Um, I and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no idea about the construction platform, and it's just the ambient noise is so awesome. And even I'm watching, I'm in like the cargo area, and it just there's so many cool like things going on. Um, that um, it's actually I see the cargo loading zone is loading a cargo box onto a trolley. Oh, that's cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's loading a cargo box onto an automated trolley. That's very cool. And it's, it must be just like a larger animation loop than the one that you might see normally at the, um, at the rest stops. So that's really awesome. Anyway, sorry, I could not help myself because it's just like, I'm like, oh, goodness. Is it going to load another one? Where is that PTU? I thought we will be in the PTU by now. but Uh, It's supposed to be in PU by end uh, of week. Yeah. They announced that that yesterday. Um, Which was my next topic of conversation, which is, you know, PTU is still happening. It's still wider. Um release but it is supposedly moving to pu i cannot get over this it's moving different boxes now it's moving another one i'm like where's the new trolley coming from sorry i'm just so fascinated uh, today uh, by the way any 30 case um i only experienced one so far since playing and uh, you know i at least play once a week if not more so this is the second oh. time I've played in the past few days. Oh, that's I have a 30k right now, but they say they say that they're better, but they they're still prevalent. Like don't don't assume it's gonna be like you know that we're still gonna have 30k's. Just just be prepared for that check off. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, there was a minor roadmap roundup last week. Um, Nothing too crazy. Essentially, um, on the progress progress tracker, they've um, added proximity mines, which will be explosives that are triggered when someone you know um, breaks the laser and enters a, or enters an area. I should say. Um, they've also added. Uh, male specialist heavy RRS armor, which is a specialist heavy armor set, including material variants. And then on the release view, hacking tech, 
be prepared folks for this the hacking is making good progress but after internal feedback they've made the decision to put more time into the feature in order to release it in a more polished state so for that reason the card's been moved to q4 so 3.16, end of year, patch. Mm. Um, I will say this, and, you know, tell me if you think this is the case or if, if not. I'm guessing they're moving hacking because we're going to see 3.15 try to be more on time than 3.14 was. Oh. What do, we, what do you think? The fact that they're moving it right now and, and they're still... What I mean, technically two months before they sort of have their own deadline of, of hitting the uh, um, at least wider PTU or PTU. I think that's a logical assumption. I think that's, that's my good. guess. I mean, who knows? I think, I think, by the way, we're coming on almost a year. A year for what is it? This podcast. Oh, oh okay. wow! Time for we, we started the end of of August. Yet it seems so much longer. <laughs> seems like eternity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. I think you're. I think you're correct, though. I think uh, that um, you know there probably. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a difference between um, three fourteen and three fifteen. And what comes after? And I think that three fourteen, three fifteen, they're going to work together to bring it to like the next level, and then yeah. we're ready for the next level. And after that, will be the next jump off to, you know, I really think we're going to see things change after that because uh, they have to wrap up. They have to wrap up Stanton, right? Yeah, I and mean, they, and they and they can't go on, and they can't go on, and you know, take another eight years to build another solar system and yeah. they can't go on another eight years to develop only one more, um, you know, fleshed out, um, or reasonably fleshed out, uh, skill like, uh, mining or logistics. Right. I mean, mm. right. There's gotta be more to it. Um, well, I think, I think next year is going to be a combination of large scale backend features that enable, you know, server meshing and, and larger instances and things like that. And then I think the, the combination of we're going to see big content pushes and we're going to see more features, more gameplay. Do you think that, uh, uh, when do you think we'll get the, the rise of the AI, shall we say? I think when that's going to come with, better servers, which will also come with them being able to offload or, um, you know, I think with server meshing, while it's not the end all be all, I think it will be the, um, start to something that enables better AI. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're getting a pacifier looting, you know, so. But looting Actually, used to be you. It used to be um, pretty fun to be able to go find wrecks and loot the objects out of them. Yeah, no, yeah. looting is. Uh, I mean, I think every MMO should have looting. I mean, that's it's gonna make exploration a lot more fun. Like mm -hmm. right now, you know, right. I, I don't have any reasons to go to a specific planet unless I'm gonna be mining or or hauling or whatever else. But what if I just want to sort of look around and you know, kind of experience the gameplay, just, you know, just the universe itself. Well, looting makes mm. it sort of more fun because as I'm doing that, hey, found something here, found something there. In other words, I, I did not set out to look for anything. It just happens to be there, which is the right. great part about it. It's yeah. A freebie. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and they did say, like, I would imagine there's going to be some really cool things that you probably won't see very often come through um, from, you know, locations where you're looting. I have, a, you know, uh, clearly, I mean, they, they want people to be have replayability even for missions that you've already done. And let's face it, that's the way to do it. <clears throat> um, 
So, uh, you know, we introduced a segment last week. Hopefully people liked it. Um, by the way, speaking of last week, I, I forgot to address this at the beginning of the episode. So sorry that you guys had a silent episode for uh, a day or two. Um, so I completely uploaded the, um, uh, the, um, soundboard track, not the whole track. Mm-hmm. So that was dumb. That's funny. But, uh, you know, I was able to swap it out. Hey, hang on. Someone's ringing my doorbell. You guys can carry on. Why don't you talk about the ship comparison? Oh, okay. So, yeah, so what what are we comparing today? All right. So we couldn't we couldn't agree on uh, what to do, but I came up with a solution. So we're going to talk about the three bounty hunting ships. Uh, bounty, bounty hunting okay. ships. So we have, okay. um, and we will talk their merits as opposed to their their in game merits and playability versus the statistics and. Which I think pretty much everybody knows or is familiar with. But uh, so the the big ones are the Amble um, uh, Hawk, excuse me, Amble Hawk, mm-hmm. the Cutlass Blue, and the um, Titan uh, Aegis Titan. Mm. Uh, what's the what's that one? Uh, what's it called? Oh, um, it's the one that has the little. Jail inside, right? Yeah, it has the jails inside, and it has, you know, the bed. Uh, it also, it does it have the, um, does it have the electronics, uh, the, um, why am I drawing a blank on this? Let me. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to tell you what it is. Yeah. It's the Titan, Titan, Titan. Um, And they are very different ships, obviously, right? You you have the the big. You're a different ship. I am a big a <laughs> different. I am. I am a. I am a tub, as <laughs> a, a leaky tub. So, uh, so if you look at them, the hawk is that single player, one character capture. Um, you know, run and gun kind of ship. It doesn't have any beds and everything, but it does have EMP. That's what the term is. EMP. Yeah, it does have a good weapons loadout. Um, I find it very hard to enjoy because it lacks missiles, but it it's clear it, it's a very fast ship. I mean, it is. I actually think it's the second fastest ship. Um, it is a smoking ship. Um, it's pretty good. I think the I'm really interested to see how it changes now that we have capacitors and everything else coming into the game. Um, Quite a bit, I bet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It'll be something um, to test, right? And but it can only carry one pa- or character back as a prisoner, right? It's got the mm-hmm. single storage mm-hmm. in the back, and it has no beds. Um, so it really is good for bounty hunting missions, um, specialist missions, and things like that. It's, it's pretty stealthy. Where you take the the Titan, it has multiple cells in the back. I think it has three in the back. Mm, the stalker has four. Stalker has four. Uh, stalker, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bigger ship. Does he get any EMPs on that? No. no, but he does get missiles and he does get a mixture of weapon types. Yeah, um, it's, it's reasonably yeah. fast. It's reasonably agile, um, and it's cheap. Right? It's it's probably two thirds the cost of a hawk. And then the final the, one the in Stalker's there. The Stalker's the right variant, right? That I that I referenced. Uh, yeah. It, oh, okay. Well, it, it, in in game, it's eight hundred eighty-two thousand, which versus the Hawk of million two and Cutlass yeah. Blue two and a half million. Yeah, and the Cutlass Blue has many of the prisoner cells. Um, it definitely has a heavy weapons loadout. It has EMP. Uh, the pilot has weapons. It has a turret system. Cutlass <coughs> doesn't have EMP. No. Yeah, it does. It has quantum dampening. Oh, quantum dampening. I'm sorry. Or inhibitor, Uh, whatever stops you from quantuming out. Yeah. Which I could never figure out how that one works. So you just have to turn it on, very similar to EMP. Oh, what we did, we tried it with Snorkel so many times. He flew by, he literally touched me, and 
yeah, we just couldn't figure out. Then it just isn't working, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. But but the concept is that it will work Mm -hmm. and uh and they they will make it. So uh it does have enough beds for at least two people. Um it has full, you know, facilities with a bathroom. Um it has I don't know if it has any storage left afterwards, but I think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they each have a unique role. I really do. I think this is not something that, um, uh, you would say I'm duplicating. If, if you get any of those ships, you're duplicating capability. Yeah. But look at the, I mean, if you look at the role designated by, um, you know, by our master, and the god this it's a uh, uh, so the uh, stalker is the interceptor cutlass blue is medium fighter medium freight and hawk is the light fighter that's that's really the the role agreed yeah uh, so so they don't really overlap though is is the big no right yeah they don't but but i think i guess you pick them cuz they all capable to carry a prisoner Prisoners, right? Right, and they're all geared for that, right? Um, yeah. I, you know, again, I, I'll be real. Right now, I would almost say that the stalker is probably the the better bang for the buck because it is still a relatively inexpensive ship, and it does give the ability to do quite a bit, and it has a, a you know, certainly a projectile based weapon. It has power weapons. And it has missiles, right? Um, with a reasonable performance package, um, I don't. It doesn't really cost much to upkeep because it's of its age, um, and it can carry. You can go out and let's say capture, you know, up to four people, one at a time, and put them in you know the carbon freeze or the you know carbonite maneuver freeze, you know, hands mm-hmm. all those thing, and bring them back and then uh, and then turn them in. I, I think that is a very versatile thing. I think that if you're working as a solo guy, that's great. Um, I think that the it, it's probably not as capable in a fight as as the hawk, um, and I think the talk the hawk is probably a little more up to date, more modern, probably a little bit better performance up you know ability overall. But I, I think the lack of a bed and all those things kind of hurts it. What are you guys thinking? Well, Check off, when, when do you go? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, to me, I would say, but again, that's uh, based on my, I guess, style and ability of, uh, of fighting. I would probably, yeah, I do agree with you. Hulk is quite a bit faster and more, more agile, I should say. It's got a bunch of weapons. Uh, you know, but it's got a bunch of small fixed weapons versus stalker of, you know, a few heavier gimbaled weapons. And so, uh, you know, based on what's coming around the corner, 314, I would say the stalker would be the one for me if I were to say which, you know, ship, because I really uh, have not mastered the EMP. So to me, EMP is a waste. And it is a much smaller EMP than on the Vanguard. Hawk has it. And I think, uh, Kiki, if I'm not wrong, you actually got the Hawk to practice bounties, right? Yeah, and I, I liked it a lot. Um, the thing about it is, first of all, you could gimbal all the weapons if you want. Granted, they're size ones, but there's six of them. Yeah. Um, so if you're good with losing that size, it's not bad, or you can keep them fixed. Um, I think the maneuverability with fixed weapons is going to be just fine with the Hawk, especially given the changes coming up. Um, because the maneuverability look is a little bit different, um, from the, did I, I think I just requested the wrong ship. Sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, the, uh, I think the maneuverability is a little different in terms of, yeah, I did. I requested the Pisces, not a Carrick. Um, it's going to make it a little bit different because some of the bigger ships are definitely not turning as easily. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think, I think if I were to pick, if I'm going solo, I still like the Hawk. Um, and I also think if I'm going to be bounty hunting, it'll be within one system. I won't be chasing somebody across different systems. So I don't need a bed. Um, gotcha. if I'm, if I'm going to be bounty hunting in a group, then it's going to be the Cuddy, um, which I think is great, but the cut list definitely isn't as good with one player anymore. Um, it I definitely agree. has its limitations. Um, <clears throat> so that's, and I just don't love the Avenger for some reason. I know it's a pretty beloved ship, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> I've never liked it for some reason. I don't <laughs> like the look of it. I don't like the, the feel of it. So I know I'm a freak. Um, no, not at all. Cool. Anything else we want? To, by the way, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, and I mentioned it in chat the other day. Um, I don't know if it was this patch that it's changed, but I'm super sad to see that they finally changed the Expedition Carrick to have actual red glass, not that pinky glass. And now I wish I had it. <laughs> really? I didn't notice yeah, they looks- did that. It looks so much better. That's weed colors now. Instead of that pink, that rose pink was driving me crazy. I just didn't like it. It's okay. I really like the best in show skin too. Um, awesome. So that brings us to our regularly scheduled favorite segment. Do you know what time it is? For science. Accidentally deleted it, so it's a very catchy tune. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, for those who don't know, for science is our segment about what we did in the name of science this past week. So, um, Seagard, did you do anything for science? I really did not this week. You know, I'm normally pretty good about that, but I did not this week. Okay, that's fine. It's fair. I have to be. It happens. Pass it back to you guys this week. What about you, Chekhov? Oh, it sounds like you haven't been playing. No, I haven't been playing, and even the one with my crime stat of a hearst, and even that went away. It fixed itself, so I can't even yeah. call that for science. Oh, well, it fixed itself, so for science. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so I do have one this time, and the the thing that happened this week for me was I, as I mentioned in the PTU, Jandal, Hamer, and I were playing Xenothreat. But before that, Jandal and I were doing bounty missions with multi-crew ships. Um, and just testing, like, is it better? Does it feel better? Does it feel more intuitive? Um, or not more intuitive, but are, are multi-crew ships viable? And based on Based on our experience, um, multi-crew ships are, like, a very viable threat. Um, Really? We were playing playing a lot of bounty missions in... What were we using? We were using... um, We were using a... I think we were using a Cuddy. Yeah, we were using a Cutlass. We also used, I forgot what other ship we used. And then we were doing um, Xeno Threat with a um, Mercury Star Runner. And it was it was pretty, pretty viable, pretty dangerous ship. And it felt like, um, it really did feel like playing in a Millennium Falcon based mm. on oh, really? some of the changes that they made. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Well, that's actually so. Fun. I'm excited to test that out as well with my beloved 
<laughs> um, mm. So we'll see how that goes um, when we have a crew to do that too. Um, yeah. So just give me one second. I'm exiting a hangar. It always seems to be the biggest content moments are when I'm exiting mm. a hangar. Um, okay. Here we go. Excellent. All right. I am on my upward trajectory to the stars. Um, I'm just going to lock my orientation so I don't go dipping back towards the surface or, you know, the core at least. So uh, now it's time to talk through the question that you had, Seekar, and what you sort of uh, asked last week. Do you recall or do you want me to re go ahead and ask it? Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, Seekar mentioned how Reed now has a new racing division. And with that in mind, what kind of racing ship do you prefer or a ship or vehicle? Oh, what kind of, sorry, let me pull back. What kind of racing do you prefer? Is it ship or vehicle? What type of races? Drag racing, rally, short lap based racing. Do you do any racing in Arena Commander? <clears throat> um, so, thanks for all the fish, aka Fish. I uh, said vehicle racing rally style. I haven't spent much time in, in the Arena racetracks, but as a Reed race official, I probably should, even if it's just to find out how bad I am. <laughs> um, Homington uh, said like fish I prefer ground vehicle rally style racing and he runs our racing division um, looking forward to training and putting a team together for the next AMR rally very exciting uh, hopefully one day CIG will scatter some circuits around the verse for racers to use aerial racing is a bit harder to do in the PU at the moment but the racing division is developing some cool ideas like the upcoming wild aces race hope to see you all there then um admiral pete suggested i personally think that ground racing is more fun overall than flight racing so i will echo fish and homington on that regard uh boris kraken said having trained out for the stanton seven and been the number two driver it's hard it's hard there's a lot of it's hard is a lot of training. So I'm guessing and is a lot of training. Um, so already have the t-shirt. So we'll be in the support crew. Um, cool. Um, Ursakin says, I'm here for the spaceships. <laughs> Mavro says, right now I'm used to, I'm, I use way more ships than any of my vehicles. So I appreciate the chance to hop in my Ursa and just go forward yeah. towards the horizon. Uh, Dullrog says, I'm more of a ship racer. I just love to fly close to the ground, doing unnecessary stunts that look cool and probably kill me in the next 12 seconds. As for my favorite type of race, I'd say um, the rally and the short lap because they're the most interesting, in my opinion. As for the arena commander racing, funny enough, it's the first thing I ever did in Star Citizen. When I started playing Star Citizen, I was thinking about a racing career, smiley face. Even though I don't want to focus on racing anymore, an M50 or a Razor will still be in my fleet one day or another. Hmm. I did a lot of arena <clears throat> commander racing also. We get I a lot of responses it. on your yeah. questions, Seaguard. That's good. That's <laughs> um, good. Nightshade, uh, also, Nightshade um, Salute says, I think I prefer ground racing the most, but I am not opposed to flight racing. Snorkel says, can I offer another opinion? With hand-to-hand -hand <laughs> combat foot races. <laughs> and then commentary is Ursakin says, I don't have to run faster than Snorkel. I just have to run faster than the next slowest person. Um, and then last but not least, Dalrog says, make sure you can run faster than a grenade. Yeah, that's... Uh... That is Snorkel's <clears throat> second favorite weapon, by the way. Frequently seen in the halls of a carrot. <laughs> Halls of the Carrick, um, all around. So, um, uh, Seaguard, do you want to take us through next week's? 
Yeah, so so this one is um, kind of geared toward the fleshing out of of Stanton, right? So mm-hmm. the question is for him. We'll talk, you know, talk about next week. Actually, I have a few responses already. Uh, taking yeah. into account the Crusader upgrade in three point one four, what is your least like planetary area, and why? And so the planetary is obviously a Crusader, Burston, Arcor, and Microtech, right? So each of them have something that's good. Maybe there's something you don't like. Um, and clearly it would be easy to say Crusader because uh, it's the newest thing. But try to think longer term, right? You know, once the yeah. once the shininess runs off a of Crusader, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all those responses, even though I'm looking at some of them. <laughs> yeah and I, you know um, i think it's it maybe if someone from you know uh cig is listening it'll tell them something about those areas that we they may not have thought of or maybe they still they have thought about it and just don't care <laughs> oh my goodness if someone from cig is listening i would blush yeah i know <laughs> i i don't think we've got we're up to that level yet someday <laughs> Someday, Someday Jackoff. I know. Um, Who knows? Yeah. We're supposed we, to, yeah, I think if we get one of those uh, famous uh, Twitters, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, from Twitch TV, then maybe we can get there. Chekhov, is your chair made of balloons out of curiosity? Why? <laughs> Sounds like you're making balloon animals whenever you oh. shift in your seat. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh-huh. the leather, the leather uh-huh. squeaking. <laughs> wow, this mic is really sensitive, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm in my like Shaquille that. O'Neal chair. <laughs> I have just a not so great, like just I don't even know where I ordered it. Just a, a special, and I know it's not that good because my my nephew has the exact same one. I'm like, oh goodness, I have a the same chair as a 13 year old, real adult, like. Yeah, actually, I bought but, you a know, pretty nice chair. The Shaquille O'Neal chair is not pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Nice. I, I need to upgrade eventually. You mean designed by Shaquille O'Neal? Or it's, it uses his name, but it's, it's oh. sold by Staples. But uh, huh. it's pretty nice. I mean, I'm aren't real... we all sold by Staples? Yeah, it, it really. I mean, it was <laughs> not the most expensive chair there, and it certainly is. I think the most comfortable chair there, even nice. for ergonomics. So. And it's nice. for big guys like me. So we say mm-hmm. not so tall, but really wide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I may not be as tall as Shaquille, but I probably weigh more. And certainly my butt is as wide. <laughs> um, Moment of silence there. Thanks for the support, Joe. We, 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 no, sorry. To, we, we're trying to create a visual here. <laughs> this I, is a podcast. I was, um, I was focused on making sure I was still moving up in the atmosphere. Um, it had nothing to do with the wideness of your derriere. Dare I say it? That's right. Um, so we had one question this week that snuck in like while we were preparing to record. So thank you, Boris Kraken. Mm-hmm. He said, with the expected fingers crossed 314, do you think Xeno, Threat, or Nine Tails will be delayed until they have a better grip on the desync? Mm. What doth thou think, gentlemen? I didn't know there was a desync. I guess now I, we do know. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty standard desync. Essentially, yeah, it's would, very similar to what we're seeing. I you know to be honest with you, I'd rather see a little bit of the dust set settle on Crusader before we see that anyway. Mm. I mean, I the have first a couple of weeks is the first couple of weeks is, you know, it takes a while to figure. We got we got to learn how. To, like, can you imagine doing the the any of the missions flying when you can't even you don't even know how it's going to any of your ships are going to fly yet or how your weapons are going to work. Right? I mean, I mean yeah. your your weapons, just to set your expectations, it is a huge change. But I don't think you're going to sit there and be like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? 
You know no, what no, I mean? No. But 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 you there is going to be a balance shift, right? And people aren't going to want to go in. They aren't going to. It's just like saying, "Hey, take a ship out you've never taken out before, and, and and go shoot a bunch of bad guys." And by the way, a lot of those guys are going to be other people. Now they could use it to force combat and to stress the systems and to get feedback. That's cool. I get that. But I would like to enjoy the all the all the elements of the of that in of that uh, event. You know, the messages and the uh, the com calls and playing both sides and you know any loot you can pick up along the way. I'd like to experience it all without having to worry. Is my ship going to run out of bullets in the next thirty seconds? Right. Well, I, I do that. think, I do think that the Xeno threat will probably be first. Is my guess? Yeah, I which isn't two sided. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the Xeno threat is, um, it's the same. It's there's no two sides. It's just us against the AI. Right. And then the nine tails is both. Yeah, and we kind of know what what to expect out of the Xeno threat. So even if the combat is a little off, I mean, look, I already know that I'm going to mix up ballistics with energy. So yeah, they, they run out really quickly. I'm sure they're going to. I think. I think that's part of why I think they're going to. At least, I, I think that's why they're doing both um, events. Is well, I think one to see if they are getting closer to the mark on what we want from a from an in-game event like that, and I think the other is. Ooh, what did I do? Oh, sorry, I, I was quantumed to Daymar, um, and it just sort of was very random the way mm. my ship moved out of um, quantum. And I also see a very bright light off in the distance. It looks like I'm a almost, star. I'm almost thinking that I'm going to do what Flavius does, you know, two buck, two bucks, you know, and outfit them differently because that's really the only way to truly tell what what's happening, you know. To compare to styles of combat. Oh, yeah. I, I did like the fact they showed the arena commander is um, has got getting an a little bit of a yeah. Yeah. The, the, I saw the missiles at least were in there correct in their new format. Not yet, but it's coming out with the new release. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I hope no, the racing is uh, still there for Tate and lets us practice with the handling of the ships. I it guess we shall see. I've never tried it. It's, um, it's fun. It's fun. You can actually race six people at a time. Hmm. Hmm. It should be fun. I, I've never done it. Well, no, I've done it. I That's a lie. I've done it. I just haven't done it recently. Like many years recent. Um, I would say... I do think, sorry, I, I was like, you know, we were still talking about this this question and I, I never really answered. Um, yeah, I don't think, worry, I'm a <laughs> I think that the, um, as I was saying, I think they're going to try and get Xenothread out relatively quickly. Um, and it's going to happen multiple times throughout the patch. Um, and I think that's they're going to use that as the one to to tweak the loadouts of the weapons. Yeah. Okay. And then so, I think... Oh, go ahead. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, and then I think the other one is to test just a different style of, um, you know, mission that includes both good and bad side and, and, you know, with player characters. And then the other pieces, even more stuff for people who aren't, combat pilots to, to do. Yep. <clears throat> and I just thought of a question that I could ask our audience. Uh, I just like to get an opinion, or actually kind of a two questions. One is when will the juke bar will start finally serving juice with which patch? Mm -hmm. They think that's going to happen. And the burrito stand, I could finally grab those very tasty looking nachos. I just like to get an opinion on which patch 
we'll be able to do that. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine just as a quick answer to you, I would guess it's going to be when uh, when server, they physicalize server everything. Meshing, yeah. yeah, server meshing. Yeah, that's it. It's the answer start, to everything. This is too expensive, too much resource, too much of a resource hunger. I mean, know. does anybody want expensive nachos? No, 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 no. I'd rather <laughs> take some looting and leave those nachos alone. That's fine. <laughs> so um, that is all the questions that we have this week. Um, if you do want to ask questions for next week um, or submit something you did for science or answer any of the host questions, you can do so a myriad of ways. We have an email address, readcastsc at gmail.com. Twitter handle at ReadcastSC. You could submit a message, a voice message through Anchor. Um, you could also go join our Readcast Discord where we interact. Lots of Read members are on there in addition to listeners. Um, or you can call or text, call and leave a voicemail or text us at 646 783 8154. If you are looking for that crew to explore the furthest reaches of space and beyond, then uh, take a look at Reed. We are law-abiding and respectful. We stand for research and engineering through exploration and discovery. Um, We also have several content creators out there. Uh, So don't forget to take a look at Earth's videos on YouTube or listen to music that Admiral Cody and Calibri are creating. It's um, good stuff. All the links for that content, that information, you can find in the notes below. Um, also, I did want to say randomly, I know this is kind of random since I doubt he listens to the show, and I doubt, um, I doubt, well, I just, I doubt he listens to the show, but I did want to put out my condolences because Board Gamer's father passed away this morning. And, oh, really? You know, he's been oh, sorry such a, such yeah, a like, no pillar of our community despite the fact that some people don't necessarily think his content is that um i've always no. listened to him yeah i think he's back. great i can't I remember a time great. when he hasn't been on i know i can't well i i'm not as long of a player as you in terms of when i started the game but yeah i can't either but my our condolences um absolutely yeah. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Readcast, or Squeakcast, I should say. (laughs) And uh, I know that we we never really talk about this, but uh, since our audience is really growing leaps and bounds, who knows, maybe there's a hardware manufacturer that's listening to us. So (laughs) if you are, please, uh, we welcome uh, for you to send any kind of equipment that you would like to us. (laughs) For our review, and we will do so. Uh, you know, joysticks, you know, uh, uh, head tracking equipment, uh, nice non squeaky chairs, nice squeaky chairs. <laughs> I could use a new gaming chair. You know, there'll be non biased reviews done. I promise you that. He's so humble. <laughs> Check off. I think we have about thousands of more listeners before we can make those types of. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll throw it out there. Who knows? <laughs> I, did, I don't know if I told you. I got. Uh, I did order a verbal. Uh, uh, cat, uh, oh, a new verbal controller for helicopters. Um, collected. Oh, wow. So I will be able to tell you about that. That's very and, cool. You know, we had actually talked about that too. So next time maybe nice. we'll talk about joysticks because I have I have uh, several different types. I'm and sure our listeners talked about a lot, but I'm sure our listeners will be overjoyed. Yeah. yeah by the way, waka waka. somebody's getting somebody's getting the shipped store right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Exit stage right. (laughs) Well, thanks everybody. Have a have a great week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.